Hello, 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 and welcome to the Get Caught Up Podcast. I am your host, Untamed. And as my girl, Aubrey Pierce said, she said, big yourself up. So I said, okay. And um, what was it, Julia? She said, Julia Prince she said, the Oprah and Gail of the Pot Literary Podcasting community. So I have embraced that title. Crystal has embraced that title. Of course, you know that we come to you every week it used to be every other week but every week with the new author interview and we are excited because this is our love and football author interview tonight and i cannot wait to dive into it crystal miss gail miss victor soul how are you doing this evening i'm so excited because i love football it ain't because yeah it is because of the men's you know, I ain't even gonna sit here thinking lie. It's because of the men. I mean, it's exciting, but to just see all them fine men running across the field, yeah, I'm the excited. Men folks, the men folks, the, the men folks. Yep, you got it. And it's men with the Z, not an S. I can't even argue with you on that. You know, because yes. it's a nice creature. <laughs> it, definitely it definitely is. It definitely you know, is. Those men is easy on the eyes. Okay. <laughs> They so definitely I do. Not argue with you on that. Well, you know, before we get started, I gotta give a shout out to the people who give the money that jigger and fold. That part. And fold. Okay. <laughs> so major love goes out to McKenna Danae, XO, JC, KB's Bookshelf, Tyler Landscape and Jones, Pressure Washer and Lawn Care. If I can get it out tonight, <laughs> and me and my son's lawn care. Lord have mercy. And we are presented by Untamed Publishing. Allow us to help you unlock your unlimited writing potential. If you are an aspiring new or even seasoned author, you need help along your literary journey, please visit www.untamedpublishing.net where a plethora of services are available to you, such as synopsis writing, proofreading, editing, all those things, all the tools you need to help you on your literary journey. Again, that's www.untamedpublishing.net. Well, now that we got all of that out of the way, girl, <laughs> we gotta get to the we gotta get to the guest, our guest of honor for tonight. So I will hand you over the floor, Miss Crystal. All right. So tonight we will be talking to none other than Miss Alexandra. Warren, you know, I have to put the little spice to it because that's my girl. Like, I'm a fan, and I'm telling y'all, when y'all see her in public, like you're gonna instantly fall in love. Like, she's Aww. so sweet. So, you know, I'm excited as always. Okay, so Alexandra Warren is a contemporary romance author with over 30 works to date, all of which intentionally center black love. She is also the co founder of Girl, Have You Read? a digital platform dedicated to Black romance written by Black authors. When she's not in front of her computer, she enjoys traveling, spending time with family, watching sports, and clearing her DVR. Alexandra is a proud native of Omaha, Nebraska, but she currently calls Houston, Texas home. So, you know, I usually, I'm going to add something to this. 
Are you guys ready for some football? Right. We are ready for some football. So Alexandra, welcome to the UP hot seat. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here for this specifically, like talking about football. Like, let's go. I'm excited. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I'm excited. Listen, so Wait a minute, can I say something real quick before we get to, because y'all, you know, you know, me and Untamed like football. Untamed is more of a football person than I am. And as you can see, the funny thing about it, we love each other to death, but we are rival football teams. She got the Cowgirls. <laughs> and I'm a Washington Redskin. I'm not calling them people no commanders because that's not their name. So if you see me doing this or booing her, it's because she's wearing the cowgirls. Okay, go Listen, ahead. And, and look, while we own this, we actually just had this conversation. First of all, now we still gonna be rivals because I ain't gonna never like the redskins. And I never like the cowboys. <laughs> but right now, I look, I'm having a breakup moment. You know, I don't know if I'm gonna make up with them or not, but I'm having a breakup moment with my cowboys. Y'all, listen, if you're a football fan, I don't even have to tell you what happened. You know what went down with my team this year. You and mean every year? Every year, right? I'm about to say, them cowgirl fans, they they gonna sit here and say, oh, I'm mad at them. And then if they win like three or four games back to back, then they back on them. So, I have made a decision. Until they get to play off game number two, I don't care what they do. That's a, <laughs> now, that's, that's what you do. That's a good goal. Yes, no, stand on business. I'm standing on business with them because I can get them excuse a whole lot of years. You know, for the last 10 years, I can get them some kind of excuse. This was the year that I was like, nah, nah, y'all hate everything. Y'all just, just, mm -hmm. just failed. <laughs> you failed miserably. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I'm like going through, I'm singing, you know, another sad love song. <laughs> Separated, but I'm willing to go to therapy. Like, right. yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but I think we probably safer being. We might be safer being Houston Skyhawk fans right around I like now. That. That's, right, yeah, that's right. Yeah, right. I'm just gonna skip down the road a couple two three hours. You there know? you go. Hey, <laughs> got in Houston. That's what yeah. happened. So, and that's actually who I root when I, you know, got done with my team. I was like, it was two teams that I said, okay, I root for. It was Houston, and then. After Houston, it was Baltimore. And then mm -hmm. when both of them failed me, I said, I don't care who go. Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm only going to watch the Super Bowl for the commercials and Usher. That is it. And Usher. See, I'm and a Midwest Usher. girl, so the Chiefs have always been in my family. I don't know if I would call myself a full Chiefs fan, but, like, my parents are excited, so that automatically makes me more excited because, like, Got I'm excited you. with the Chiefs when they weren't good. So to see them having success year after year, it's like, okay, I see y'all. I love that. I love that. I'm, of course, I'm going to go for the Chiefs because I will listen. <laughs> I dislike the red skins. I will never go for the Indians, huh? I would never for San Francisco for the Niners, girl. I would yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
See, that's why I love sports. Because, like, <laughs> we beef it with people. Like, how we, how we end up in this? But we in this. Right. Like, <laughs> yes. And this is the crazy part about it. If you ask me, have I ever met someone famous in football? The first person I ever met was Jerry Rice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And I fan girl the heck out of here in case said, I still don't like your squad, but. <laughs> right. But I like you. Right. But I like right. you. And, but it was such a, it was such a crazy moment because we were, I'll never forget it. I was in middle school. And we were, mm-hmm. so this is the one time he was still playing. Mm-hmm. And um, we were in Lenox Square Mall. They were playing the Falcons mm-hmm. that weekend. That's why he was there. And it was all of us, and you know, boys and girls, they let us go over there. That's back when Lenox was still safe. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, stuff changed in Atlanta. Now, Lenox is not. Mm-hmm. So he was like, we, all the females were like, that's Jerry Rice. Now, how it was a group of females who knew football at that young age, but we knew that was Jerry Rice. Mm-hmm. All of the guys were like, that's not him. <laughs> so we just walked over there. He was at the little kiosk at the jury counter. We walked over there to him, and I said, excuse me, are you Jerry Rice? He was like, yeah. You know I said, you play for the San Francisco 49 and He was like, oh, I got to give you an autograph. Because you knew. Right. Yes. He started on the autograph for all of the girls. The guys come running over. Oh, my God. Jerry Rice. And we're like, oh, don't come over here now because y'all said that wasn't him. Right. It wasn't him. They were, he was like, oh, so y'all didn't run down me. And the guys were like, no, we just, you know, we didn't think that. You know, they started stuttering. And he was like, no, 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 I'm hanging with the girls because they knew who I was. That's right. That's right. That was the cutest moment. So, like, I love Jerry Rice to this day. But, you know, if I could put him on another jersey. <laughs> <laughs> she said, Jerry's the only one. Okay. Jerry's the only yeah. one. He's it. He's it. I don't like anybody. <laughs> cutest question is. So, this is just about you as an author. And I don't, I don't know if we got into it deeply with you. But just, I guess, for people that's coming up. Because this is kind of a great segue. Like you said, you know, how would you flip that? It it would take some talent, you know, and you have plenty mm-hmm. of talent to be able to to mm-hmm. curtail our thoughts off of, you know, Swift and Kelsey <laughs> situation mm-hmm. into a book. But what is one lesson you've learned is becoming a published author that applies to your writing? Ooh. Um, I think the biggest one is like, the people, the readers that are for you will find you. Um, in the beginning, I feel like with my first book, I was just so concerned about writing for everybody. And it's like, everybody's not going to read this book, like making it palatable for everybody, like, oh, using certain mm-hmm. words and not using certain words and all these things. And it's like, no, write for the write for you. And then the people that are for you will find you. And so that I said that one, that's the biggest lesson. So you read my first stuff. And it's, I mean, it's obviously black people, but like, it was a lot more palatable than the way that I write now. 
because I, I go all the way there now. <laughs> we don't hold back hey. on the black. <laughs> right, so tell them, tell them your first book since you said that. So like you said, because I love when I read the author's first book and then they like 30, 40 books later, um, because we said you at um, yeah, 30. So from your first book to your 30th, you definitely see growth. I've seen growth from some of your books from like when I first read you Thank to you. now. And I love it. But, you know, tell them the first book so they can go back in and see. Yeah, so my first book, uh, I actually just celebrated my ninth anniversary. Uh, yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so my first book was Attractions and Distractions freshman year. Um, I was fresh out of college, so it was like not writing about my college experience, but I felt like it was just so fresh in my being to have gone through college and, you know, watch interactions with other people and been an interaction myself and all these things. And so it was easy for me to grab onto that to, you know, turn it into a fiction story. Um, but yeah, I don't know why I started my like writing career off with a series that was just so very brave of me. <laughs> very Girl, brave and delusional. Very brave and delusional of me. But it worked it worked out. And so uh yeah. And she, look, she's tapping her hand and it's so funny because I started right and I'm doing the same thing, like starting out with a series where like, girl, you got some books that you can write one by one. So stop it. <laughs> but I love and that series is like four books because you did it for each year, right? It was it was a series that had to be a series. Like it like it right. stand alone is one thing because it was like okay freshman year like of course you're gonna want sophomore junior senior year right. So it was like I had I had to complete that and <laughs> yeah that was like I said brave and delusional. But listen, I'm with you. My first my first release was a series and it was supposed to be one book and mm -hmm. I let my my readers talked me into continuing the story and so and it was fine mm -hmm. until I became published and I had to keep going. <laughs> right? Like oh y'all y'all actually like want this like now? Like oh my God. Mm -hmm. And I just was like oh my God. And by the time it's six books and I was just like Lord help me y'all will never <laughs> I did, and then turned around and wrote a series right after that. Like I just, I don't know. I was a glutton for punishment, and I, <laughs> I almost like, listen, y'all will never. I, I'm not doing. I'll do a standalone series. Mm, yes, but exactly. I cannot. I would not a do like a, like a continuation mm -hmm. series. Mm -hmm. No, God, just oh my yeah. God. books for my second series, and I was just like, you know what? I cannot wait until it drops, but you would never get like this series. Be happy with it. You talked about lessons learned as an author. That, that that's another lesson. That's it. Right. That's it. Because if you have what I have learned is if you don't write all of it at one time, mm -hmm. help your soul. Mm -hmm. <laughs> your mind. Yeah, it is so mind. hard. It's hard. It mm -hmm. is so hard. Oh my goodness! That yeah, that, that look. That was a moment for all of you <laughs> up and coming with. Don't start out with no series. <laughs> like you said, unless you're gonna write it all at once and you know break it down how you need to break it down, or but a continuation series like it's 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 difficult and it's taking it's taking some authors out honestly. Like there's authors that you know have written a book that was supposed to have a part two or a continuation or whatever, and it's just it locked them up. So it's. And we be still waiting for it. Feelings yeah. be hurt. 
I'd yeah. be like, I can't do it. I and it doesn't so feel good as an author. It doesn't feel good as an author. Yes, yeah. So like it's a twofold. You know, mm -hmm. we're upset, but like you said, it doesn't. I'm glad you said it. Please make sure you share that part because people be mad when they be like, well, you said you was going to do a second book and blah, blah, blah. But like you said, you guys, it bothered you guys as readers, so as authors too, if you yeah. haven't completed it. Mm -hmm. I just right. think some readers. Time flies and you look up. Like me in four years and past, <laughs> and we talking about the view three, mm -hmm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm late to the party, so just imagine people who read it when it first came out. Mm -hmm. I just read them, and I'm like, Look, when is the third book coming out? Like, I'll be hounding her. And it's, not, it's not that we don't want to it's just if it's not, if it's not flowing we're not like we literally can't force ourselves to if y'all would be mad because y'all read it like what is this and we would not be proud of putting out something that we had to force so Kimberly Brown just did a post saying that she, because I think people were asking for a particular couple in her Jerome series, mm -hmm. and she posted and she was like, she's not going to finish it. She's like, I'm 20K words in, and it's feeling forced. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she's not going to do it. Have, like, have you ever had those experiences where you started a book and you're like, nah, I can't do this. It's oh, just not yeah. working for me. Oh, yeah. See? And, and you, like I said, you get to the point where every time you sit down at the computer, it feels like a drag. And yeah. like creating is supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be, you're supposed to be energized. You're supposed to be excited to get to these characters. And obviously some days are just hard to write because you just don't feel like writing period. But when you're literally forcing words, when you, you know, you have no flow, when it's just like mm -hmm. going for a word count instead of going for, you know, the actual storytelling of it all, like it's, it's frustrating and, and we don't want to do that because the product is never as good. Mm -hmm. I definitely like that because I like I and I've shared with Untamed. I had a book, I think I wrote it like 2020. Mm -hmm. Here we are four years later, six chapters. Like six chapters. And I was like read through it one day. I was like, this shit sucks. <laughs> and see, sometimes like, that just be like our self-doubt in our mind that be creating that. Yeah. You'll read it one day and like, oh, this is good. Why did I ever stop writing this? Like <laughs> Thank you. And I and someone else, I sat with another author and me, we were talking and she was like, okay, well now you're kind of looking at a different aspect of things. And because I've learned, y'all, I'm not a romance writer. I love romance. I love to read it. But mm -hmm. for me to sit there and write mushy stuff, I'm like, like <laughs> stick to my stomach. So, you know, now I picked it back up and I was like, girl, yeah. So I had to go in and make some tweaks to it. But mm -hmm. I've learned that, like I said, I'm still working and still, you know, working on putting out a book. Mm -hmm. It's just that I have to get it out of my way because it might be good and people might like it. And I'm just like, nah, mm -mm. Yeah. it's, it's got to feel right to you. It does. It's right. Because like, a million people could tell you, oh, this is so great. This is so wonderful. Da, 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 da. But if yeah. it doesn't feel right to you as you're creating it, then it's never going to sit right with you. Like, right. You have to get, it you get past that. And I'll tell you another thing, too. If it doesn't feel right to you, if you put it out, you're not going to be able to get behind your work like it. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, you can always look at your work and say what you could have done better. But right. there's a, a certain piece that you have with your work that you put it out. It's like, even if I read it and I see, oh, I could have did this, I'm still satisfied with it. Right. And so that's the point where you want to get to with your work because I'm telling you, if you put it out and you're not feeling good about it, 
it's not going to translate because mm. you have to be your right. supporter, you know? Exactly, exactly. And, so if you're not in love mm. with the character, if you're not in love with the storyline, if you're not in love with the process, like it, it's, it's, it's not gonna, it's not gonna stick. It's just not gonna stick. That's so true. Yes. And I'm telling you, like, I can, for me, it's like, I always know, like, okay, I have this idea that I was like, okay, it was okay, you know, and and that's how it is. Okay. (laughs) It was when you put it out, it was good to you when you put it out. Now, if you go back Mm -hmm. and and read it and it's like, oh, I could have did this better. I could, of course. But it's like, at the time, I felt good about putting out attraction. Right. Yes. There's going to be parts I cringe at and why did I do this and why, like all the questions. But at the time, it felt good enough to put out. It felt good enough to, you know, start an audience and all these different things. So everyone matters in a different way. It definitely do. And I tell you, that, and then it's so, you know, it's some books that I'm just like, well, I would say the majority of my books, you know, I was like, the majority of my books that I put out, I'm so content with it and where it's at, even if I like to say, if I read it again, I'm like, oh, I could have did this, but I'm satisfied. So, exactly. And I, can, and I can tell, like, you know, those are the ones the readers really get behind. They love it. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, mm-hmm. I knew y'all was going to love it too, because I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Except for we don't love Michael. We don't love Katrina. <laughs> we don't love Tech from your catalog. <laughs> we don't love Quincy. <laughs> I can go on and on. <laughs> she going down. She going down the line. Like I'm going down the line. Locked and loaded. Yeah. yeah, you know what, Alexandra? I've never read a book like I've never read any of your characters, and I'd be like, "What the hell was she thinking when she wrote this person?" I'm like, "Come across one yet?" You know, if you, you know, yeah, I haven't come across one yet. <laughs> There be there be some they're, they're usually side characters and I feel like sometimes the main characters make decisions that you know we wouldn't agree with but overall I just be like you know people this is how they come oh, they got wait no we do come. got one we do got one but I'm gonna wait before I get on her <laughs> wait a minute let me think let me think which book she in because <laughs> we probably thinking about the same person. That should come so easy. I know. <laughs> I knew it. I'm sitting up here like, I know it's in book two. It's in two-minute warning. So, listen. Uh, I only uh-huh. have one. Yeah, yeah. Real, real oh, I wasn't a fan of Enzo, little punk, punk ass. Oh, himself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's like deliberate villains versus like the main people that you post to like and still don't like. Like, yeah, two different categories. Oh my goodness. Well, I'll tell you what we're going to do right here. We're going to take a quick break. And then when we come back, we are going to get into your books because if the readers, listen, well, they are the readers, the readers and the listeners don't know, we are talking about your Skyhawk series, which is based on love and football. And I cannot wait because it is Can't Catch Me, Two Minute Warning. And then you have your Skyhawk adjacent novella, which you just released called Hail Mary. So we got to get into all of that. But we will get into it right after the break. I'm going to read the synopsis for Can't Catch Me. And we will talk about that book. And then we will keep on trucking through the rest of the series. Mm -hmm. (laughs) All right, y'all. I'm not saying rock sand, love to play with my fans, rock fish, toxic, 
but she got way better plans. Roxanne, Roxanne, love to play with my fans. Rock fish, toxic, I'm her number one fan. Not Betty, so jelly when she making that jam. What I want to be your man, but she got way better plans. Like dick. Hey, Untamables, it's Kiana Denae, poet and author. Just wanted to stop by and ask, have any of you read any of my poetry lately? If not, you can pick up my books on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, anywhere else you get your books, and of course, my website at kianadenae.wordpress.com. Now back to the show. Hello, hello, and we are back in doing the break you heard. A little snippet from Alan Ward called Roxanne. And I want to just take the time out right here to say if you are a music creator and you would like your song showcased on the Get Caught Up podcast, just send us a 20 to 30 second snippet at, <clears throat> excuse me, at Get Caught Up Podcast One at gmail.com and we will get it on the show. So we are back with Alexander Warren. And you guys, we got three books to get through. So I am going to, and, and I'm going to listen, we're going to try to keep it in a timely fashion, but these books are good. If y'all haven't read them, first of all, spoiler alert. <laughs> so, there will be spoiler alerts. There will be spoilers. So number two, we're going to try not to spoil the whole experience, but, but number two, um, rap series is like what you right now <laughs> for real. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, why? Why are you waiting on this? Stop. Yeah. If you have not, stop sleeping. If it's in your catalog, go ahead and move it on up your TV on this. <laughs> so, I love this. Yes. Yes. Speak it up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna back I, and enjoy this. Yes. <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. Go ahead and move it up, and I'm just gonna tell you right now. If you do not have an audiobook, I'm just going to encourage you <laughs> to go ahead and grab the audio. Uh, please do. The words, but please listen to it. It's an experience. It is an experience. So this is Can't Catch Me. Returning to her hometown was not the plan, and, not, and neither was falling for her former best friend. Brianna Hayes can't seem to catch a break. The job offer she expected after taking an unpaid internship at a major shoe company didn't come through. The friend who'd offered her a place to stay suddenly gave her 48 hours to vacate after a misunderstanding. And when she's forced to move back to her hometown to live with her father and his mistress turned wife, it almost seems impossible for things to get any worse until she runs into her former best friend, who's only gotten fine with time. <laughs> yes, he did. With his sixth season as the starting linebacker for his hometown, Houston Skyhawks on the horizon. The only thing Lance Hawkins is looking forward to is another year of getting paid and chasing accolades. But when he discovers that the girl he wants his best friend is back in the city, he quickly finds himself intrigued by a different kind of pursuit after seeing how attractive she's gotten. Even with the fallout of the past, their undeniable chemistry as friends makes it impossible for the two of them to remain distant. And once romantic feelings get involved, it doesn't take long for Brianna and Lance to find themselves on a journey of not only reestablishing what was what 
what once was, but also exploring what could be. Oh, y'all. I love the same thing. I both just like, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. So thank you for that. Yes. <laughs> you welcome. Yeah. Because it's like they, you know, they were best friends. And then, you know, like a lot of people don't like the friends to lovers trope. I love the friends to lovers trope. And I tell people all the time, I love it because friends make better lovers. Mm-hmm. When you are yeah. friends first, you have such a better relationship as love because y'all can talk about things. You can share things, you know, and that's what I love. Now, she didn't do too much sharing on here because she did do some stuff that was kind of suspect. But yeah. that's part of, you know, she wanted what she wanted and not taken away from what he wanted. So that's what I, that's what I'm gonna say right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm gonna say right now. So <clears throat> as we read in the synopsis, we read, I read it, but you know we read it together. <laughs> yes. In the synopsis, she was she had a career was trying to get a career with a shoe company, a tennis shoe company. What I love about you, and this has not failed me yet with every book that I read from you, mm-hmm. you always give the women these great but very unique careers and i'm just like how did you land on making her a tennis shoe designer and of course it's another kind of male dominated area as well yep. so how did you land on this career choice how do you land on any of your career choices because you were kicking like the greatest <laughs> she's had a woman coach She's had a newscaster. She's had a WNBA um start. Like, yeah, you do it all. You, you, you do. You pick these careers that we don't read about all the time, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, and I know that a ton of research has to go into it. So, like, what made you land, particularly on Brianna's career? Yeah, I feel like I, because stuff just sticks in my like, I'll see something and then it'll just come back to me later. And so I feel like I saw somebody who was designing shoes. And just thought like, oh, that would be a really, you know, cool career at some point. And then when they got to Brianna, it was like, okay, she's been gone, but what was she gone doing? What's something that would have really, you know, mm-hmm. to this place post college and all these other things? And it's like, okay, well, I know in Oregon, Nike's in Oregon. Oh, what if you know? Then it's like starts firing all together of like, oh, remember that shoe designer? Okay, that would be somewhere in Oregon too. And and that's kind of how it came together for Brianna. Um, but yeah, I think it's just. You know, you can have the usual things and the normal careers and all those are fine, too. But I feel like it adds another dimension when you're not only teaching people about, you know, this romance, but also teaching people about these different career fields. Like, that's fun for me to do the deep dives and go on the Google searches and go on the YouTube, you know, watches and all these other things and really dive into these unique uh, careers. I would just say this um, for you. I feel like especially for new authors or any authors, you should really do a segment on research because your research be phenomenal, like top on point. Tier. Like, yes, top <laughs> tier. Because it's you would Virgo. think, it's like, dang, did she do this? Did she do that? Like, you really, like, you be on point, the words and everything. And I know I've seen videos before which you talking about, you know, doing your research and things like that. But no, it definitely be, I'd be like, 
Dang, she must have been a hell of a student athlete. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, because you, you, you know, know what it really is, though, is that mm -hmm. I always imagine the expert in whatever field I'm trying to convey reading this book and being like, no, that wouldn't happen. No, that's not right. No, that right. I, I would I would hate for that to be. I mean, it's kind of like when doctors watch Grey's Anatomy and they're like, oh my God, they would never do that in the in the hospital. Da, 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 da. Like when people <laughs> when people read my books, I don't want them to have that. You know, some stuff we have to embellish just because of the flow of the story. But right. I want experts to be able to read it and think, oh yeah, this this sounds like what I do for real. And that's so true because it's so funny. Like I said, with the um, because I think you had wrote something about it was something about basketball. So my son played every like he played football, he played basketball, he ran track. Mm -hmm. So you know his goal was like I can tell I can when I'm watching basketball I can know what they're doing. You know the the fouls mm -hmm. they're gonna call things like that because he showed me the same thing with football. He tried to show me how to read plays and I was like you're doing too much. Oh my god, it's like gibberish. Like what? Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It's too much. But you had put something in, and I called him and read it. He was like, "Did she play football?" And I was like, <laughs> "No." I, yeah, because and that's how like I knew I was like, "Okay, she researched and researching." Because I like I read it two times because I couldn't understand, it and I had to ask him, and he was like, "No, nah, she wrote it like she playing, like she yeah. played." So you know, kudos to your research. And that's that's a good piggyback because that was one of my next questions because I was like. Now I'm a football fanatic, so mm -hmm. kind of for me when I read the Skyhawk series, I really was enthralled with it because of all of the terminology and all mm -hmm. of, like the entirety of how you encompass the game itself. Like, and if people like who have not read this, when I say you went into detail. And not just like it wasn't like I could tell it wasn't it wasn't written as where it's like okay bullet point bullet point bullet point. Mm -hmm. No, it was written as if like we were living their lives in this world of football. Mm -hmm. We were living these athletes' lives like we was on a football field. As <laughs> like right as we were mm -hmm. professional athletes, but it was on and off the field. Like the things in between yep. they were off the field, like the meetings they had when they were at practice and all of this stuff, like the after the game when they were doing interviews and it was so on target. So did you pick this up because you're a football fanatic or did you really like research every aspect of this career? So it was a little bit of both. Um, I've always watched football. My dad was like a youth little league football coach. So our Sundays were spent mm -hmm at the field, our evenings were spent at the practices. Um, my brother played football through college, and so I would always go to his games. My partner, he played football uh, since forever. He played all the way up to like semi-professional league. And so I've always been around football, I've always enjoyed football. Um, but then there's like the hidden part of the NFL that I really had mm -hmm. to research. Like, and so when you talk about the interviews and the meetings and the you know, how they're interacting in practice and how they're interacting, you know, on the sidelines and all those things. That really took like a lot of YouTube watching, a lot of like, you know, some of these players have like day in the life YouTube channels and stuff like that. So I would watch a lot of those. Um, and then just observing, like observing when I'm actually watching football games, like, okay, yes, the game is happening, but what else is going on? Because there's a lot of other stuff going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There was some mm -hmm. of that. Um, they have the Hard Knock series on HBO, which is like- That's so good. Behind the scenes mm -hmm. thing, and so I would watch some of that just to like 
get myself in the groove of you know the football experience so yeah there's there's a lot of different factors but at the core i am a football fan so that helps <laughs> so, yeah i have to say because you said something real quick that triggered it the funniest person like i, <laughs> I don't i have never seen this man play a day in my life but when i say i am a huge marshawn lynch fan to look at his videos so one day i think i was up to like three o'clock in the morning and it was just like watching his interviews mm-hmm. can i mean like if you do another player you know you add another skyhawks just give me a scene from him and his interviews because when <laughs> i say he had an interview and everything was like yes no i'm just here you gonna elaborate no yes <laughs> yes <laughs> it was the funniest thing in the world and i was mm-hmm. like yeah because like he said i don't want to be fine so they th- and that's the thing that drives me crazy that i'm i didn't sit here and play the whole game and you want me to sit and talk to y'all mm-hmm. i would have probably been like yep mm-hmm, yeah, too it, it, <laughs> I when they this. lose it's so it's so just invasive and i know that you know they try to be professionals and they give you the professional mm-hmm. answers and I think even some of that was included in maybe two minute warning where it's just like, I have to give these rehearsed answers because that's yeah. what I'm here to do. I don't really want to be here. <laughs> at all, at all. So yeah. my first question is for you is, I was gonna do one question first, but I think I'm gonna do this one, then go back to that one. So why didn't Brianna tell Lance her plans for college? And would she have acted differently if he would have did that to her? I think, Part of it was a lot was going on in Brianna's life at the time. And mm-hmm. so it wasn't like it was like intentional malice. I don't like you, so I'm not going to tell you. It just kind of played out that way. And it's like how like knowing my best friend, how is he going to handle this in this time of his life at this point in our lives as you know, you're 17, 18 years old, getting ready to go to college. And so that's just a, right. a real tender time. <laughs> uh, so that, so that, that, I think that's really what it was, is just that there was so much going on in her life. And she just decided to make a decision for herself, which, you know, some people do. And she does multiple times. <laughs> like that's just the Yes, she, she definitely do. <laughs> yes. So that's where it segue kind of into my second question, since you said, because she had so much going on in her life like her and her mother's relationship. So, you know, I think I've shared with people before, I didn't have like the best relationship with my mother growing up, like at all. We, we, I mean, but it heads, but it heads. So to read that, I like, oh gosh, like now as an adult who doesn't have her mother anymore, I'm just like, when I hear people say they're having a hard time with their mother, I just be like, fix it like it's gonna be hard but just Mm -hmm. fix it because if you don't fix it and she leave it's gonna be like well damn Mm -hmm. and i say that because i didn't get that chance to do that Mm -hmm. so it's just like you know so when i saw it in the book it's just like what was up with her and her mother's relationship i mean like i know you went into it into the book but i feel like i don't know i feel like they both were stubborn and then when her mother came around, she was just like, no, I, you know, she still kind of didn't trust her. Mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. that the case? Absolutely. I think, like I said, it was, we have to put ourselves into our teenage bodies and mm-hmm. how we would feel if, you know, we're faced with this tough decision. My parents are going through divorce and now I have to choose where to live. And it's my senior year. So I want to stay, you know, where I'm at, but I also don't want to hurt your feelings, but I have to hurt your feelings if I stay where I'm at. And making that decision and how we would feel if 
because of that decision, our parents chose to, you know, kind of push us away and act like mm -hmm. we don't exist anymore because we had to make a really tough decision as a teenager. And so I feel like Brianna held on to that for a while and it continued to be a thing. I mean, like, I think she talked about like not, her not coming to track meets and not coming to nothing. Yeah, and all these yeah. She had a reason to hold on to this, you know, to those feelings until her mother, you know, kind of comes around and starts to address some of the things and they start slowly rebuilding their relationship. So yeah, it's hard mm -hmm. and, and people go through those things, but. And I think it was yeah. at one point when you had her dad step in and I did love that because it's like, at what part was she going to say, look, little girl, you need to get it together. Mm -hmm. It's like, <laughs> she's trying, it's better late than never. And that's what I try to tell people. You know, like if it, if it is, you know, you're going through that situation, it's better late than never. Absolutely. Like, mm -hmm. and she tried. Yes, she tried years too late, but she did try. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I, like I said, I did and kind of like that you put that in there. And I love it, the fact, too, because sometimes we always say in the book, it's the dad, but to also see that mothers do it, too. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. Mothers do it, too. They don't want to be bothered. And it's funny because we often talk about, you know, and I think that comes from the deadbeat dad, you know, phenomenal. Right. Mm -hmm. But we don't, you know, dive into the fact that there's a lot of kids out here that's dealing with mama hurt, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. And mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. so I like that you played that in the story because that's a very real thing. And a lot, oftentimes, it cuts deeper because mm -hmm. you grow up knowing that your mother is supposed to be the nurturing one right you know right. Like that's just the kind of because women by nature are nurturers mm -hmm. you know and so and some of us aren't is that right. <laughs> and some and of us aren't witness that oftentimes like you teachers or other kids parents and it's mm -hmm. like well, my mom ain't like this. you yeah. know mm -hmm. so you know mm -hmm. it, it, it hits a little different because unfortunately you know it's easier to run across men who are not involved or you know their mindset even if they're there their mindset is okay i need to work or to be the protector i'm not here to nurture you mm -hmm. but right. you see that more so you see that nurturing side more so for women so then when you can't like connect it with your own mother that's a that can be very painful you know, mm -hmm. it really can't. Yeah, it can't. It definitely can. And it's and like, I think it's not even the, just the pain. It's the hurt and the anger. Because then like you first you deal with the pain and mm -hmm. then you go with the anger. And then, you know, the anger always outweighs the pain. Yeah. With a lot of people. Mm -hmm. It's just like, oh, gosh, I can't stand this lady. She gets on my nerves. Blah blah blah. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's it's a we lot. Give, we give our mom, look. We give mothers hell because daddy can mm -hmm. do whatever he want to do. Let mama not. She <laughs> hurt your feelings yep. one good time, and she done kill. Like she done ruin your entire okay. world. Yours, yes, yes, that is so true. That is so true. <laughs> so my other question was, why was it so important for Brianna to chase her dreams? When she started her own business on social media and it was doing well, paying her well. Mm -hmm. I think, which I feel like I should have done a better job at actually on this book. We talked about that earlier, like, oh, read it, you read it back in. And I should have done <laughs> a, a better job of depicting how overwhelmed she was 
doing that. Like she, she talked about it a little bit, like, oh, all these people yeah. have to fulfill and all this work that goes into being an entrepreneur. And being an entrepreneur is very hard. Mm-hmm. It takes so much, especially when you're doing it all by yourself. Like it's so many different things you just have to do all the time. And so I <laughs> and so I feel like that, yep. that that was really what went into her decision was like, okay, I have this opportunity to do the job that I wanted from the very beginning. You know, obviously she got passed over for whatever reason, but I have this opportunity to do the actual job that I want to do versus having to be an entrepreneur, which is a totally different thing. Um, and so that's why she went after the Nike job when she was finally got offered. So this is my thing. And this is this is my takeaway from that. No, you did that phenomenally. I just wanted to maybe, you know, if any other people had those questions, but that was something that yeah, kind of no, lingered I, in my I head. I saw that. And like I said, I, when I once I saw that being some of the response, I was like, oh, that's on me. I should have done a better job of making people understand that we're talking about an entrepreneurship versus you know, a career where a career, you know, some people, you know, you work after hours or whatever, but a career you leaving at the job versus taking on entrepreneurship, which becomes this 24 hour thing. And that's, right. it's just completely different. So. Well, I blame that on her internship because y'all let her go. You did not see her success. You didn't see what her potential was or what she can do until she was gone and when it started her own business. So that's the fault of that internship whoever she had sucked mm-hmm. or they might have mm-hmm. seen what she can do and was like oh well i don't want her taking my job but yeah. all, like one thing i can say as a takeaway from that is if you do have something that you know you good at who cares if the person over top of you is saying oh we don't need help no you still show it and that's something i had to learn at work and it's so funny i was just talking to a friend and she was like why won't you go for a leadership road i said because it's it's stressful and I ain't got, I'm at a point in my life. I ain't letting nobody stress me out no more, Mm -hmm. but I know I can do the work. So if you can't, and that's how I feel like if you can do the work, if somebody passes over you on an opportunity, still go, she continue to do what she wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And she showed Mm -hmm. that, Oh, I'm great at what I want to do. So that's the message. I'm good at this regardless of the mission, but and, and they recognized her. It wasn't when she wanted it, but they recognized her. Exactly. But I, like I say, I love this story because we got some football. We got some love. We got, you know, forgiveness. You know, we got growth, everything. But what I love the most from this book is when she took that job and went back home. And Lance was like, oh, we're going to make this work. And he showed her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he showed her. So he, he listened. <laughs> I love how he stood in the gap. Lance was like, "Hey, yes, we're gonna do this. You're not getting away. <laughs> You're not that. Not again. I'm not letting this happen again." So I meant kudos to you with this book because I loved it. It was just like I said, so many little messages, and those messages to me, as and I've said this before, it comes from growth. So when you somebody who's constantly working on yourself, you see the bad and then you see the good of it. And like I said, the situation with Brianna and her mother is like a situation with me and getting to see that is just like, yep, I'm glad she fixed it. I'm glad she fixed it. Thank you. Listen, listen, I didn't show this like I was supposed to before I read it. So I'm going to show y'all the cover of the book we were talking about. Which is can't catch me. So that it's the chest for me. It's some six hats. <laughs> Always the chest in the ass. Gotta go to the chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tell you yes. what. 
Huh? He was doing his crunches. This next book we about to talk about, this the man. <laughs> this this little young boy is the man. <laughs> Listen, y'all, look, I can't even got me scratching my head. Jesus yes. Christ. I'm acting like Dre now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna let you go out like that. We can just talk about it. We can look, but we can't touch. I'm trying to tell you, I would have tried to touch Kendall Snoop. No, and you know what is so funny? I kept on saying, "My son is this age. My son is this age. My son is this age." <laughs> I'm trying to see. I don't know, you know, if it was a real Kimball Snoop Dogwood. I... <laughs> My son is this age. <laughs> right. I'm still going to say it. <laughs> I was trying to say, I had to say it in my head. Like, who's my son? Who's my son? Mm-hmm. My son close to this age. He's not quite. He's close. No, my son is that age. <laughs> you just got to eliminate that aspect. Like, okay, this is a grown man. Mm-hmm. This is a grown man. That's, that's a philosophy a in my head. Man. I will not talk to nobody who are my children's age. Oh, in real life, but I'm talking about in book life, it's like, this is a grown oh, man. Oh, yeah, no. And, and look, oh, in book life, life, yeah, but in real life, mm-mm. Uh, mm-mm. in book life, he was bad, but he, he, he wanted them few that I'd have been like, you know what? I'm yeah, because mm-hmm. yeah, I take home and she said, You ain't read, you ain't read Kendall Snoop Dogwood yet. I said, No, she said, Read him, read him. Oh, the I funniest part about it is. I know the title of this book is Too Many Warning, but this is that is how I refer to you. Hadn't read Kendall Snoop Dogwood. Well, yeah. <laughs> she did not say the title of the book. She said Kendall Snoop Dogwood. He's talking about that main read them. For me, the it's end a of chapter at the end one. of every line to insert. Yes, he did prove. Like <laughs> he came to show and prove. Okay, yes, he did, <laughs> and he did. Okay, after a devastating ending to his first year with the Houston Skyhawks, getting redemption is the only thing on the veteran quarterback's mind coming into the new season. But when a picture of him and a woman he barely knows but wants to get to know 
goes viral on social media. It doesn't take long before Kendall finds himself on a different kind of mission going into year two, a mission to pursue her. As a social media influencer and the daughter of a well-known sports better, Shakira Kiki Knight is used to seeing her face tied to all sorts of internet gossip. What she's not used to is having an actual crush on whoever she's rumored to be involved with. But when it comes to Kendall Dogwood, Shakira just can't seem to contain her attraction, especially when she learns that the Skyhawks quarterback is equally interested in her. Uh, Considering uh. the girl, yes, Lord, (laughs) the messy way in which her last relationship with NFL player ended, (laughs) it's probably the last man Shakira should be checking for. And after Shakira's sports sports gambling ties are unveiled, the conflict of interest makes her the woman Kendall should probably be avoiding at all costs. But the instant chemistry between the two of them makes both of those things worth looking past for the sake of being together until the stakes get higher and there's more than just a game on the line. <sighs> so <laughs> that is a minute warning. Love it. <laughs> Man, shake, shake and Snoopy, shake and Snoopy. Lord, let me tell y'all something. Shake and Snoopy. I get enough of them with that freaky dicky talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. That's the perfect promo for why you need the audio because you need to hear Jacoby say that line specifically. Say, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Because he delivered that. His voice dropped a little bit deep, too. It was like, what? I had to remember yes. a couple of times. Like, oh, he, he, really, he went there. He, went, he took it all the way there. He okay. sure did. Mm-hmm. When he said that, I can't tell you how many times I went back and was like, <laughs> <laughs> that was the most hilarious and fitting it sure was. in the world. Like, he, mm. he picks up, he does it great. Like, we need one second to talk about it, because y'all, he picks up him, Wesley, you know, it's a few of them. They pick up those very intricate details. They mm-hmm. just make the audio so memorable. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was definitely one of those One of those moments. ones. One of those oh, moments. Oh my goodness. But y'all, oh, ooh, okay. I can't even like begin to tell y'all how much, I, and I love this whole series, but it is something, I don't know what kind of extra spice that you stirred up around for Kendall. <laughs> no. I don't know where that little look, where that little boy came from. Where did that little boy come from? Listen, uh. I was like, Lord, please go ahead and rename me Shakira. <laughs> <laughs> Shakira, Shakira. Uh, she said, I need to go I ahead mean, and be her because uh, I, mm-hmm. I, I need all this. <laughs> That I man, that man loved him some Shakira. He absolutely loved mm-hmm. him some Shakira. Now, this is what I love about him because he was so respectful. You made yeah. him just the epitome of, I, even with his old hateful ass sister. <laughs> when he got in arguments with Shakira, I, I promise you, 
Now, Shakira maybe want to shake her a little bit sometimes. But I'll be like, I'll be ready for him to like, be like, oh, hold on, go off about her daddy or go off, you know. Mm-hmm. And he would just buckle down, get his teeth. You know, even if he said something, he tried to layer it with respect. Mm-hmm. And as much as I want to see him one good time, be like, F your dad. Something. <laughs> <laughs> like, he never got out of character. He never. Got, he never got out of pocket because he was like, in his in his heart of hearts, he was like, that's still her dad. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I, even though I might have wanted that just for selfish reasons, you know, it was like, I had to step back and be like, he is so respectful. So, why was that important for you as a writer to, to maintain him in this way you know it's funny that you uh that you pointed out like how he responded to the whole thing with her dad because as i was writing i felt myself wanting to do that but it was because i wanted to do that like how i respond and like be upset and all these other things and i'm like but that's not him that's not who he is like how he i feel like as nfl players like athletes get this certain you know persona and a lot of them that's true like <laughs> right but for some of them some of them are just like cool guys that are just living their lives and just happen to play football and I feel like Snoop is a guy that just lives his life and happens to play football and so you know he was he was raised right so he had no reason to be acting like that he respects women in in all capacities so he wouldn't have no reason to be overreacting like that or reacting you know in a way that wasn't with respect and he is a quarterback. So I feel like as a quarterback, you have to be composed even in pressure situations. And so mm-hmm. that's how he approached, you know, a lot of things, including the situation with her dad was to be composed under this pressure of trying to figure out and trying to troubleshoot, okay, what can actually be done to improve the situation instead of just like, all right, well, F your dad, bye. Like, <laughs> just, right. Right. Baby, when she had that attitude with him, because he, because you know, he eloquently explained to her, like, this is what's going on. And you know, your daddy was into betting. Come on. Right. You know, he was wrong. It's like, it's not a good look. You know, and he was Mm -hmm. explaining that to her. And she was like, well, I don't know how my daddy came. I was like, tell her to leave my ass home. I'm still gonna be with you though, so I can't have you too worried about that because I'm still gonna be with you. (laughs) So I'm gonna downplay, even though I understand it's a serious thing. Like there's obviously a conflict of interest here, but I still want to be with you, so I can't be acting like that's the biggest deal in the world. So yeah, that that was definitely part of it. (laughs) He was look, he was so sweet because when she um the first. When she ran over there to that table when he was out in the middle with his baby. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She (laughs) listen, the when I tell you the second hand embarrassment as I was typing that scene was like painful. (laughs) Like it was painful, but I had to do it because that's just where those like that's just where the situation was leading. But it hurt because I'm just like, oh my God, please stop. Like, please shut up. Please just go sit down. Please like (laughs) and no, she's like girl. She doing she doing the most. She was over there doing the most. And I was like, he is not gonna want her bitch. <laughs> I feel like it was nothing. I feel like it was she couldn't do no wrong. I don't think she could do anything that make him say, I don't want her. Completely? No. No, no. it was nothing she could do. Like that's why I said. I'm like, he was young. He had his head on straight. Like, he didn't do certain things during the season. Like you said, he eats, sleep, shit, football, and loved this woman. 
mm-hmm. and loved his family. Being green and, and all that stuff like that. Right. He was a class like A1 athlete. Like if you want to have someone on your roster, like and this is in real life, like he right. was that person um who took everything seriously, you know. I I'm not a Patriots fan, but I always akin him to uh, the Tom Brady, you know, attitude. Because Tom Brady was like, that. no, 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 we're not. Because that that I was about to call. <laughs> <laughs> she don't like. He cheated. This is true. That that part is not talking about him having. Yeah, that part is not. Yeah, about he, him. Cheated. he cheated. <laughs> he cheated. So he he is not. He ain't yeah, no straight lace man. Being a football guy, being completely dedicated to football. Yeah, yeah. being dedicated to football. But he cheated. For himself. <laughs> now, I'm going to say the person that I can say, I'm going to say Eli Manning. I'll say Eli Manning. I, you know, well, first Did he do, I'm know, trying to, look, let me think, did he do one? You know, good way, you know that I'm not about to agree with no Eli Manning <laughs> not who was in my head, but who was in my head as I was writing Snoop is currently an active quarterback. Okay, okay. Ooh, Russell Wilson. <laughs> no, I'm trying to think. Let me... Jalen, um... Jalen, what is his Jaylen. last name? Uh, yes! I can see that. Jaylen <laughs> Let me tell you, so I kept like you know I don't I don't deal with the Eagles that much like mm-hmm, I that's mm-hmm. I I don't watch them like that but I'm gonna tell you how I actually seen this man when he did the video for Tiana Taylor's wasn't that so cute like it wasn't talking it was about about and, it was talking yes. about <laughs> and that's what made me say okay let me check out Jalen Hurst but I can see that I can definitely see that where will we I like but we know Jalen is just being a a super poise guy right you dedicate to football he ain't in social media mess and none of that no. like he just be living his and life he, and playing football he ride for the good black women that he do now That's you know he definitely yeah. do I, I you know i will say this although eagles are rivals i, I won't lie i am a Jalen hurst fan <laughs> like i really do like him I yes was i was like listen okay Y'all ain't gonna make me hate the Eagles. <laughs> I've learned I learned with football and I've learned this from my son. You don't you can like the players individually. You don't he be like mom, you don't have to like the whole team. You can like the players. So that's what I've learned. Like it's like I said, I ain't never seen Marshawn Lynch play a day in his life, but <laughs> I love beast mode. Yeah, I love me some beast mode. Like, you know, so I definitely get that. He, this, just another person who had a very good football acumen was Marshawn Lynch, too. Yes, yes. You know, I, when I, even though he was a running back, you know, he could have played linebacker the way he was running. (laughs) Right. He was, when they say beast mode, he really was. Like, he was. Beast mode. He was He was rare. He was a rare talent. And, um. I did, I love and my son is a Seahawks fan. My baby son is so he's he they were winning when he was smaller. So that's mm-hmm. how that became his best like his favorite team. Marshawn, mm-hmm. um, 
and uh the whole uh lead was the legion of boom legion, yeah. That, yeah. That, that was that's all his people he loved richard sherman he loved cam chancellor he loves you know mm. marshawn lynch and mm-hmm. russell wilson so he you know he's just an adamant fan and so i had to endure the seahawks now so yes but it is amazing, but yes, when you said as soon as I was like, if it ain't Russell Wilson, it's got to be Jalen Hurts because Kendall was just oh, oh my gosh, when I tell you, like you said, just super composed all the way around, and that makes a lot of sense when you said, you know, about quarterbacks have to be, you know, poised and, and handle pressure. They would, if you're really that person to that core, it's going to bleed over into your everyday life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that is a mind, it's a mindset thing. So, now, now let me talk about the person who won damn pools. Um, uh, <laughs> his sister, okay, bitter Betty, big sis. I was gonna say, let's be specific, big sis, because little sis is, is that's different. Oh, I love him. I love him and his little sister's relationship. They had the cutest relationship. Yes, big, big sis, Miss mm-hmm. Kimberly. She was over the dog on top. Now I just was like, so what? I really what irritated me about Kimberly was that off rip without knowing two cents about Shakira. She was just like, oh, she a hoe, she this, she that. Oh, wait a minute, girl. Mm-hmm. Like, you went all the way in. I'm like, you're a black woman coming at this other lady who has not done anything like Nothing to you. Crazy. Mm-hmm. She hadn't done anything to her. And Shakira had not been rumored to be in any kind of mess. She was a social media influencer. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> but outside of being in a relationship with Enzo, there was nothing messy, you know, that she had really been associated with. So why did she like take it there? And that also led me to another thought. It's like, do we think these social media influencers get like a bad rep just because that's what their career is? That's exactly that's exactly what it is. I feel like as people who watch the influencers, we put what we want, like we fill in the blanks of who they are sometimes. And it's like, mm-hmm. or they could just be the person that they're showing. Like they could just be somebody who likes their little outfits and likes to travel and likes to do these things. But because somebody is pretty and they date an athlete, I feel like a lot of times that they just get a bad, they just get a bad rap automatically. And so the date two is like, oh, that's her thing. Like she's just chasing the bag or whatever. And it's like, oh, this is just people that she like. Like, there, there's two sides. That one Lozado. Drea. Yeah, right. So, because, like I said, there, it's true for some people, but some people mm-hmm. happens to be the situation, and that just happens to be, you know, who they're attracted to. That just happens to be the environments that they're in to even come across these people. Um, and so I was like, okay, the influencer trope gets this. Thing put on them for whatever reason, true or false, or anything, yeah. they get this thing put on them. And if somebody only thinks about them as that, how would they react to them dating their rich brother? And Kimberly's reaction was very authentic to sometimes, I, I, I guess I would like compare it to what you see in the comments on a shade room mm-hmm. post or something like that. Yeah. Like, automatically jump off the edge based on one or two pictures or whatever. They're going to take it to the first extent just because people be bored instead of like, actually even knowing these people because you don't know these people we don't know these people and so 
it was important for me to showcase that, you know, yes, influencers do put their lives on social media, but you still don't know these people. And so to judge them based off of what you think, you know, because of what you saw is unfair. Exactly. And I, but I like the way you did it because the way we saw Shakira on social media, she kind of was like that in real life. She wasn't over the top flashy. Mm -hmm. She, you know, she was herself. And I feel like when you are a social media influencer and you yourself is more authentic. Like I follow, um, I don't know. I follow this social, this cup, this family. Cause at first, when I first followed them, they was just a couple. Now they have a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, Bert, I am, and it's Amber and Ben and Wild. When I say I love them, like she's a black woman married to a white man, they got oh, an interracial baby. Ben, right? Yeah, uh huh. Mm -hmm. I love them, but she just said for 2024, she went through her follow um page and um, you know, like her list, and she was like, I'm not following people. If I don't do this, I'm not following them. So if I don't go get plastic surgery. Um, to fix anything, I'm gonna unfollow them because that's all they talk about. If I don't have a BBL, I'm gonna unfollow them. And I kind of like that because she's authentic. And then, you know, so she doesn't shave. She's, she, you know, she has a lot of hair on her arms. You know, you can see it. So she was just saying how people was, you know, getting on her about, dang, are you gonna, you know, shave your arms? She said, look, this is a type of page where I don't shave my arms. Um, you know, she just listed things that she don't do. And I love that. And like I said, I'd be up to like two o'clock in the morning watching all her stuff because <laughs> she's hilarious. But those are the type of influencers because if I'm, that's what the word is, influencers. So they're supposed to mm -hmm. influence us. I don't want to follow nobody that go get BBLs. My butt big and real. <laughs> what the fuck to follow you? You paid to get what I got. So, you know, I kind of agree with how you did her. And I loved it because, you know, some of them, I don't think they all that smart either. But we got to see the business side of her, mm -hmm. too. So we got to see. Yeah. Like we can see how she was making her money. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I loved it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was just bringing like, because I, like I said, I feel like because of how some influencers are all influencers get this bad rap and i was like yeah and especially with a lot of them being women like i don't want to promote that no these are like real women with real acumen and real skill like this is a skill to be doing content like content is really hard i don't know <laughs> how many people are trying to, but, but creating content is really hard and it's really it really is and so to to kind of put some respect on that because I just feel like they're good. They get to be consistent with it, even if you can, is is that the next? <laughs> My friend called me on game. Sunday and called me out. She was like, "I know you got more pictures than what you posted for your trip when you went to Barcelona and Lisbon." I said, "I do." She said, "Well, wait, are they?" I said, "Girl." <laughs> you know it takes to sit still and put that together. I'm telling you, it's yeah, it's it's a it's, a, it's a job. <laughs> it's a job. Yes, that's a job in a job. Look, we even we can bring that back to the podcast because we do like new book release. We do one episode. We announce these new book releases, and so for the past year, you, we've probably gotten up to like twenty something. And so Crystal says. I got 48 books. I was like, girl, I'm not doing a video. <laughs> that was the funniest thing I've ever seen her text me back. <laughs> she said, that was enough. Nope. <laughs> yeah, because I counted so I know where I want to stick my commercial in. Mm -hmm. And when I did that, I said, damn. 28? I never had a video 
one time. That was a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, y'all not getting no synopsis. <laughs> I literally say, y'all won't be getting no synopsis because I got a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Run no. down this real quick. Yes, I gave y'all a little bit, <laughs> but that's about that's it. So 48. She texted me. She's like, I got 48 books. My mind started going to because I put together a video of the covers, you know, mm-hmm, to like mm-hmm. just show the authors and say, hey, we got your book. And she said 48. My mind started going to Like, I'm going to have to do what? I'm, I'm telling you, as, as the person that does the girl, have you read new release list? Yes. When it be hitting them 35, 40 books, that's typically when a list going to come out on Tuesday or Wednesday. Because <laughs> I see how many there is, and I'm just like, this is too much. I'm like, I just can't do this right now. Like, I have, I have to sit down and focus to go through that many. Yes, so, that is so feel, a lot. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm, let me see if I can sit still because that means I got to. One thing I do, I do use my saved on Instagram. So as I see, you know, the authors posting the books coming out, I just save it. Mm-hmm. So I like my saved. If I do a video on my save, y'all going to be like, you need help. <laughs> it, it got you, books, it got travel, it got food, it got make, it got everything in it. But I love it because I can go back and see it. Right. As we sat here and talked, I thought about a way to, to still kind of incorporate it that would be a little bit that would make my life easier. But mm-hmm. look, I was just like, Lord, but I kudos you because that we didn't get a chance to dive into that. But girl, have you read, I know you get a lot. Um, yeah, made it myself. <laughs> and I'm about to say, you know, I save every last one that you post because I go back and look for the books, mm. and especially mm-hmm. if it's new authors. So, like, that's another thing that I have in my saved. All of y'all girls, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes, when I yeah, share it, I I'm save it. Listen, we love I'm, to hear it being used. Like, it's, it's truly a labor of love. I love doing it I, as a you know reader first. I love seeing what right. out new. Oh, that cover is cute. Oh, that's a good idea. Oh, this yeah. like, that's, that's what I'm experiencing as I'm putting it together. Like I said, the, the more new releases, the better for y'all. So I'll, I'll mm-hmm. yes, I was like, as soon as she said, I was like, oh, I'm not doing it. <laughs> you know, to be honest, I was excited to see that many because I said, oh, I need to reach out to Girl Have You Read and see how getting all these people because I, like I said I look all the time like I already have like literally I already have books saved for November of 2024 Ooh. when I see yes when I see all this posted I mm-hmm. save it and so my list says all the way up to December 2024 releases mm-hmm. but it's I love it because like you say it's just putting out that labor of love saying oh this book is coming out and I like so many people like thank you so much but yeah this list this month I was like, good lord. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, y'all I was busy. Folks <laughs> was busy in February. Y'all was putting out them books. I almost passed out when she texted me 48 books. I was like, 48? Like 40 what? <laughs> yep, 48. I said, oh. I was like, oh my god, you know, I support y'all and I love y'all, but I'll figure it out. We'll, we'll yeah, see. We'll, it'll we'll come on the day we just got a little more energy than before. You're like, okay, let me go ahead and do it right now. Cause... Yes, yes. Because this was not the day. <laughs> well, you know what? Just send me the template. Now, um, it might take me a couple of days to get through it. <laughs> now, we're gonna, we'll, we'll do a different template. So, that, that'll yes, be good. Yes. Just, just see. But it'll be a different one. So, 
Now, when we're talking about Shakira, though, you know, we're talking about how she does a person. I love the fact that she could cook because that was another thing. Like, you really use certain factors mm-hmm. that would really humanize her and would be so unexpected. Because I found myself when I found out she can cook, going, dang, she can cook. Like, I was shocked. So, that little nugget, you know, it added such character to her. Now, did was that intentional to like bring a softer side of her or bring like a a side to her that wouldn't be because she was into fashion, you know, mm-hmm. that was her thing. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. you have a certain stigma, like you said, it automatically clicks. And I found myself in that stigma because when I found out she can cook, I was like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Oh, they can do other things besides stand and flick, and, flick, flick. Right. Yeah. So it was it was a little bit of both. It was definitely to humanize it. I also just feel like it fit her. Like she was just a very warm, nurturing person. She loves to have, you know, her friends and family or whoever around and, all and, connect with, you know, connect with food or with the party or with the kickback or whatever it was at the time. And so I feel like it just really fit her personality to be the one that would also be, you know, sending her love through food for her community i love that you put that into that we got to see like that's what i'm saying i felt like you humanized social media like social media influencers for me because now it's like oh i get to see more you know we get to see the background i feel like if a lot more social media influencers share that that would probably make people think or look at them differently but we got to see that in the book and i really enjoyed that Cause it's like, you know, her getting ready for photo shoots, you know, her at the photo shoots, you know, yeah. calling her friends. So let's come over. Cause we need, you know, we need to hang out like things like that. So I like, I've definitely enjoyed it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. She, listen, she, on, I liked her. About her friends. I'm going to tell y'all, <laughs> listen, when she texted, when she thought she was texting her friends. Oh my God. Like, like I said, <laughs> the, the painful secondhand embarrassment that was, that was Kiki night for sure. Like, Oh my God. <laughs> and the fact it was so cute and it was kind of even more embarrassing was that Kendall's reaction was like to just kind of smirk it off and was like go ahead and talk to your friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would have preferred him to clown me just go ahead <laughs> Like what you mean you ain't reacting? You should yeah, you ain't running. You I just told these people that I'm in love with you and you ain't running. Oh, you about to just lay in the bed and watch the highlights? Okay. Okay. Because that man loved her already. He loved her when they sat there at that very first party and (laughs) talked and communicated. He already knew that that was about to be his woman, that that was about to be his forever. That was it. She was it. So he already knew. He just needed to convince her. That's all that was. Mm-hmm. And that's what I liked about him. Like, and you know, sometimes like when we read, we can see it, but then we kind of like thinking, uh, maybe, maybe not. No, with Kendall, I saw it. I was like, oh, he ain't chasing nobody else. He ain't playing with nobody else. He ain't got time for nobody else. It is nobody but Shakir. Kiki, shake, like that was it. That was it. Nicknames. Yes. Yeah, listen. I'm, who, yeah, well, you can call me sexy anytime. You want. 
He can also <laughs> shake, 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 shake me anytime he wants. <laughs> because he was giving everything. <laughs> like, Every, everything. Everything he was giving. He made sure look, he was poised and, you know, all the things. <laughs> so true. Now, now the best get it to the person who won damn poor is <laughs> Why was he so damn pressed? Like him and that girl went again. Why was he so pressed? Because that's how they be. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, when it didn't end how they want to end under their terms, they gonna be petty. They gonna be salty. And that was just his whole like. Even when Kendall is talking about him before he knew them as a couple or knew they were a couple, like, he's like, he wasn't a good person, like, and yep. people that aren't good people are just going to not be good people in every situation that they're in, so, yeah, and so. Because they had a situation in um, can't, can't Catch Me, right, like, when they was out on the football field, oh. or was it just at the beginning of Two Minute Warning? I think it was just at the beginning, like, when we get introduced them in Two Minute Warning, yeah. Okay, yeah, because I was like, when I, I saw that part, and then when they found out that they was together, I was like, oh, Lord, that's going to be trouble. <laughs> He gonna be Enzo. difficult. Mm -hmm. uh. And so, in the end, too, to have him say like what he said about um, Kendall's dad. And he said, "Not a good person." He, he should have. Yeah, he, he wasn't planted his ass on that damn curb. <laughs> like, oh my gosh! And that now I did not mind him losing his cool. Oh, Enzo. Oh. The, the, the one time we see it right is that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and I'm glad he did. Yeah, yep. everybody understood under those specific circumstances. Yes, he did, and he needed to. So, listen, you know, I gotta ask, what did he say to kids? What did he say to you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. You asked, I never like thought about what the exact sentence would be, but I just imagined him like very calmly being like, You mess with my people again, you mess with Shakira again, you ever talk to Shakira again, you do any of these things, I'm on your ass. like I just feel like that was like, but he would put it so calmly and eloquently that you would you would be more shook that he was that calm saying that. And so, mm -hmm. <laughs> so I feel like that that was it was something along something along those lines. And I'm about to say those type of people, if they come at you calm, those are the ones you should be scared of. Exactly. Because like for mm -hmm. them to come and have to raise their voice a little bit, like when you've never seen them do that, mm -hmm. and when they come at you, I'll be like, all right, you got it, my nigga. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you got it. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little afraid now. So yes, right. <laughs> whatever you say. <laughs> Listen, he should have been out there snatching off that dog on him and it's slinging it like that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. That part was fun to write, and it also required a lot of research because I'm like, okay, what kind of trouble do people get in for this? Like, <laughs> how much would they get fined for something like this? So that's when I end up on the NFL websites looking at different fines and all these different things. So, see, it's the research for me. You, you like to sit there, like, how long do you research before you even start writing a book? It it just comes as I'm writing, is what it is. And okay, so I'll you know. I'll start thinking of something that I'm about to type and like, would that even make sense? Could that even play out this way or what would actually be the way that this plays out? And then I do the research and I come back to actually write it. Okay. Cause see, I thought I was crazy cause I was writing a scene. Do you know, I literally sat and watched the video over and over again. So I can learn the dance moves of what yeah. they were doing. Like, yeah. So I'm just like, this is over the top, but like you said, you want it to make sense and you want to be like, Oh, I can do that. Exactly. So yeah. 
I like definitely football, football plays and stuff like that. Like I know enough about football, but I also want to confirm what I know. It's kind of like when you say a word, you like, is that the right word? And you look up the definition. Like that's like, mm-hmm. that, that's yes. football plays. It's like okay, I know this could happen, but let me watch how this would happen or what these people would actually be doing in this scenario so that it makes sense and it's translated how it's supposed to be in books. Yes, it's crazy. So let me ask you this now, Shakira and her father. <laughs> She, like, the thing is, why didn't she believe that her father was a threat? And why did she trust him so much? Now, that, especially since your father knows that you're dating, like, a quarterback, a number one quarterback, the person who controls the ball. Mm-hmm. Like, why did she trust him so much? And why did she believe that he, wasn't a th- that he was a threat? You know, I feel like as daddy's girls, I'm a daddy's girl. And I just feel like we always going to see our dad in the most positive light possible, no matter what's actually happening. Right. Like we're, that's just how we see him. Like, that's just my daddy. You know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. I feel like it was a lot of that of just seeing, I only see this person one way, even when stuff is like getting a little shady. Like I'm, I'm still going to think about this person as a good person until they show me otherwise. Until I literally walk into my house and see you bleeding in the middle of the floor. Like, Oh my God. <laughs> And then I'm gonna be mad because I'm like, now who gonna clean this up? Right. <laughs> so that that's when it gets real for me. But I'm always still gonna think of you as just a good person. So I think. That yeah, was- and then like you said, for her to see him like that is just like, oh my gosh, you at this again? You doing the same stuff? It's just like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm kind of glad that he went. I'm glad that you wrote in that he got the help that he needed because he definitely needed it. And I just think. When Kendall stood up and was like, I got you, I'll take care of this. I was like, yeah, this man loves her. He loves her real bad. He loves her real bad. He loves her. Like, you can lose your whole career. Mm-hmm. Then what? Yeah, yeah. And that that took a lot of, like, thinking strategy-wise of, like, right. how can this play out in a way that maybe wouldn't jeopardize him as much? Or how can this be turned into a thing that actually works in everybody's favor versus like I have to mm-hmm. bad or I have to make it obvious that I'm fumbling here and throwing interceptions there or anything like that. Like, no, we're going to win and it's going to matter that we win to save you versus we lose to save you. Yeah, that's so true. Super Bowl. That was his Super Bowl game. That was his Super Bowl, yeah. (laughs) You know, and it's it's funny because it's like as readers, you you just get it. Then you find out, of course, they didn't get to go to the Super Bowl. But (laughs) that had to be like the absolute test of him. And it's so sad and unfortunate because, of course, we can't share it. But mm-hmm. that was the true test of him as a player and just mm-hmm. knowing that oh I can't get it done when yeah. when it's crunch time, you know. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's like he still proved himself in I you know, in his mind and in the reader's mind, because he came into that season with something to prove, and I think that game helped him prove mm-hmm. who he could really truly be. Absolutely. So <clears throat> it, it elevated his greatness. So and Kendall can do no wrong, so <laughs> he couldn't be like he, he couldn't do, do no wrong. wrong. Nothing. Do no uh-uh. wrong. Anyway, listen, I protect Kendall at all costs. <laughs> we got you, Snoopy. We got you. We got you. We got Snoopy. Yes, listen, at all costs. So, my last question on this about two minute warning is: In the end, we see baby sis 
and she has come in with who we later know and find out it's gotta be one of the Kimball's teammates. Mm-hmm. So, look, I know you can't tell us who, because that was a part of the suspense, but will we get to see that story play out? Yes, that that will be the next Skyhawks book. When it happens, I'm not going to put it out because I've done this before and it never works in my favor to be lying on people podcasts like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not going to put a date on it, but that is who I have in mind for the next Skyhawks book. Yay! Let me just I tell you this. Yes, you can just drop it because you just dropped another book that we're about to discuss too. <laughs> and I know people was running for it, but no, nah, that's fine. I'm okay with if you just drop it. If you're like, oh, bam, oh yeah, here, go read it. <laughs> Listen, I I promise you, and I told <laughs> I tell Crystal this all the time. I was like, now you know, I can't. I can hardly find time. But I was like, certain people, I'm a make time for. So it's like, I know it's, it might take a minute to get this audio. You drop this book, I'm gonna have to just make some time. And I appreciate this. that. That 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 makes me feel special. That to know that you who ain't got no time to read would make time to read what I got. I don't know how she sleep. I don't even know if she get a good hours of sleep. Like good, like literally. Because sometimes she be up late and early up in the morning. Like, are you getting you, enough sleep? I'm trying to say, me and sleep one day will be best friends. I promise you will. <laughs> Universe, yes. You need uh-huh. We will be best friends one day. We are not as of now, but we will be best friends. Inspire, yes. You aspire to. Yes. I aspire <laughs> to retire with my best friend, sleep. <laughs> Hey, yeah, I'm not a I'm not a person that sleep. I can do four hours and be good. It'll catch up with me eventually, but four hours, yeah. It's this ever since I started reading. Hmm. It's gotten worse. Yeah, like well, when I had that boy, because he didn't sleep throughout the night. My son is 24. He still don't sleep all night long. It's crazy. I don't like he he can sleep off for four hours and be good. And then like when it finally catch up with him. You don't hear from him for like a day or two, and he's like, "Oh, I was asleep." Damn. <laughs> that oh, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's how he's always been like that. Yeah, he used to. Oh my gosh, that's yeah. He started messing up my sleep. He used to get up in the middle of the night, and he'll be up, and then he'll come and like lift up my eyelids and be like, "Are you sleep?" <laughs> Not the eyelids, boy. Yes, <laughs> you don't get out of here. Like, why are you still up? Like, yeah. He never, yeah, he yeah, he don't sleep. And then, like, as an adult, I'll be around him, and I'll be like, it'd be like he'll fall asleep, and then at like about two o'clock, you'll hear him watching TV and laughing, and I'm like, dude, it's like two o'clock in the morning. He'd be like, I know. He'd be up till six, go back to sleep for like two hours, and then be up the rest of the day. So he, so he get his hours; they just happen. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> it might be a boy thing because even my my um oldest son, like when he was a baby, it never fails. One o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. he was like eight months old. This was the eerie thing, and I couldn't stop it. Um, he just he kept doing it. He would crawl out of his crib and slide down inside of his crib like he was a fireman. <laughs> <laughs> and land on his butt and crawl across the hallway. Now he wouldn't get into nothing. It scared the heck on me. Mm-hmm. But he would never get into anything. He would just crawl across and push the door open 
and come in and he would climb on the side of the bed and he would use all his little strength and plop and hit me right in the side of the stomach. <laughs> And then I'd be like, oh, where you came from? And then I just tossed him over the middle. He was sitting in the middle between me and my husband. And he was just playing until he fell asleep. Yep, that was my son. Now, I, don't know I, I, I wore my stuff out trying to get this boy to stop. And then and my husband said, why don't you just let him play so he go to sleep? And then yep. I was like, okay. And so that's what he did. And so then my husband was look and take him back and put him in his crib. And I was like, <laughs> when you talk about sliding down the crib, all I could think about is like Rugrats and like. <laughs> They definitely rug rats. I had to keep the bathroom door closed. I had to keep the yeah. toilet seat down. It was so much that I had to do with him. So then, like, I think he was about like seven, and I was like, okay, I didn't. I was like, just put a TV. Let's put a TV in his room. I would be asleep. It would be like one o'clock in the morning. You just hear him laughing. He was up watching Adult Swim. <laughs> And you know, back in the day, adult swim was it was adult swim. Yeah, it was, it was adult, adult swim. swim. Mm -hmm. Yes, and I'm like, oh my god! But he's that was the only way I can keep him in the bed. And don't let him get a new video game. He, he would not go to sleep. Oh, yeah, that's yep. it, yeah. Oh, yeah, he would play the whole game the first night. Go to school, and then come home. He'll take a nap. Uh -huh. But yeah, so I had to learn. Yeah, we had to learn to get him a game on a Friday. So, like, cause we already knew what the, that's what he would do. But yeah, you know, he don't he don't sleep all night. And I just be like, mm -mm. it's a boy thing. My son stay up to like two, three o'clock in the morning and then get up and be at work by nine o'clock. I don't understand how he do it. Like, and like it's know, nothing. Like, I don't understand I would not, how I would he not do make it for the day. Like I would not. Mm -mm. I just, like, <laughs> I, and, I say, and I say that and I do the same thing when I work but it's just the point that he make me tired <laughs> I just be tired listening to him he be like oh I ain't sleep or he'll his, I love when he'll text me it'll be like 8 o'clock no 6 o'clock in the morning you up no. <laughs> what do you want like it's 6 o'clock in the morning again later like <laughs> No, and then sure. if you respond back to him, do you know it'd be like four or five hours later, or sometimes the next day? I'll be like, mm -hmm. I responded back. Or he'll be like, you, you ain't asked my question. Go back and look at the text. I did. Right. You must have fell asleep. Yeah, it's crazy. It's definitely Listen, crazy. I'm trying to tell you, he keeps me going because that's what if I'm up working late, he'll slide in here. Because I tell you this, he's so funny. He'll peek his head in and just be like, Mom. Like, what? He was like, I just want to talk to you about your car and extend the warranty. Don't make me shout. Silly. I love that though. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But listen, so we got one more book to get through. Now, this is your Skyhawks adjacent. It's only 5,000 words. So I have like the perfect review on this. I can't read it because if I read it, then I kind of give away a little <laughs> bit too much of the story tonight. But let's just say this. It's a short story. It is about Mara and it is about Quincy. Mm -hmm. And I probably <laughs> my first thing is there's a, she's a, Mara is a baker and she has this customer who comes in who does not know what a baker's dozen is. Idiot. Now, I heard it was like you know how you have the stories that go around on social media. It was one that I saw a while ago about this same person. Like she texted 
the lady was texting the banker because she didn't understand what a dozen was. And she was like, you gave me 12. She was like, yeah. She said, I asked for a dozen. Like, girl, what do you think that means? <laughs> That's crazy. I was going to ask. Did when you was this story about this Beckham version inspired by that, or it was just something that yeah, it's, that's funny you said that because I, I I never saw that, but I believe it because people, like I said, pe- people be children left behind, is how I put it nicely. You know, it's that maybe children left behind. The no child behind ain't left everybody behind. <laughs> everybody behind. <laughs> it's long term damage, okay? I just it was like, what would be something that is just so annoying at the most annoying time it could happen? And it would be that. Like, you really up here talking to me about this? Like, I got all this going on, and I gotta explain mm-hmm. to you why you have 13 cupcakes. Like Oh, yeah, and then she, she said, she said, I'd be able to throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> well, why would you do that? Well, why are you here asking me this stupid question? Because <laughs> like, now you like, got me coming out of character. Like, yep. all of this could have been I'm avoided. Te- <laughs> I'm telling you, I am team Mars because I would have came right about a character, too. <laughs> yeah, especially like you said, all that stuff that's going on, and she hit it by herself, and then I got to deal with an ignorant customer. I would have yeah. been mad, too. I'm like, you know what? I probably would have threw it at him. Yeah, I would have threw it at him. Yeah. Or, or I would have pissed him off even more and probably picked it up and licked it. Something. So, like yeah. I, I, I got to match your petty with my petty. It's petty, like, yes. Mar- and Mar- um, Mar- was the right person for the job because she handled yes. it. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but Quincy, though, he stuck out of that line. <laughs> oh, Quincy. I said, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Quincy was like a breath of fresh air. Like, okay, so let me ask you this first. How old were they? Because like I said, we knew they was in college, but how old were they at this point in time? So in my mind, they were like late 20s, maybe inching into 30s. I didn't have like an exact because it was just a short, so I wasn't going to dive that deeply. Um, Right. They had both went to grad school, finished grad school, all these different things. So yeah, they were like late twenties going into thirties, maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I because yeah, because NFL careers are, you know, for most people are very short lived. They, they are. are um, they're, you know, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. three years on average. So I could see him being he was definitely fine. But uh, <laughs> the way you described him was definitely fine. So mm-hmm. I was like, Yes, Coach Quincy. <laughs> <laughs> whatever you say, Coach. Whatever you say. Yes, whatever you say, Coach I. <laughs> I love the. It, I felt like it was an inner turmoil with her. I loved to see that because you know it was from her point of view. You know, it's like, why is he here? And, you know, so then I'm remembering, oh, now we're not together. You know, I loved when you would do that, not mine. And like, why is he here? And I remember when we did this. And I remember when we did that. But why is he here? <laughs> you yeah, know, it's just yeah. like it always kept going back to why he's here. And then when he asked that question, she was like, yeah. So it's just like, girl, you think all that to just go ahead and say, yeah. <laughs> Because she was working herself to that in her mind the whole time. Right. Like you saw her mm-hmm. whole perspective on him go from like 
oh, but we broke up. He's not mine. But I am proud of him. And he's proud of me, too. Me, and, yes. And I'm glad to see him mm -hmm. doing well. And I wouldn't have all of this if it wasn't for him putting, you know, sowing that seed in me to do this. And so by the time he asked me, yeah. like, she already arrived there on her own, but she needed to hear it. <laughs> I, yeah, and that's what I was like. It was just so. It was quick. It was cute, and mm -hmm. we both have the same question. I mean, like, is it gonna be more? Are we gonna so, see them again? <laughs> so in my mind, uh, since the next book will feature like Shakira and Kendall going through their preg like her pregnancy and all these different things, and they're investors in Mara's business. And so everything right. they have going on with that, Mara will be involved in from the dessert aspect. And then with Quincy being a new coach for the Skyhawks, we'll get to see him with whichever Skyhawk player is our lucky man. So, and we'll see Lance and Brianna again too. Yep. Okay, because yeah, she's, it's funny, she's pregnant too. So we get babies. Yes, but I, I do have a question fun. and I I kind of want this. I, I feel like I, I'm not going to no, I'm going to say it. I'm, it's probably being a little messy and I love that for myself because I feel like, you know, we as women, you know, we expect a man to do it. But so we things that we expect that man to do in our life, we need to start doing it. So my question was, I know Mara said that she had an opportunity in Houston for her bakery, but couldn't that have happened in California as well? I think the the seeds were already planted in Houston. And so to restart mm -hmm. from scratch, restart from the very beginning would have been a whole new undertaking. And then to want to restart something there in California, but then he might move again. Like I can't really plant myself here in the way that I need to be planted if I really want to take this business to the next level. And like she said, like her staying is what allowed her to end up getting the money to even, you know, take right. it to the next level. And she already had customers in the area. So that was a better transition versus just starting from scratch in, you know, a whole different city. So it was that is true. Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna ask anyway, because I'm like, girl, you everybody everybody likes sweets. Everybody likks sweets. And the way he talked about your peach cobbler cupcake, <laughs> it don't matter. You just probably would have had it made it a little bit more nutritious, you know, a little bit more less ooh, it probably would have been nasty than yeah. going to California because they all health conscious over there. So listen, in the way she wanted and he wanted the personal peach cobbler. <laughs> <laughs> that part. He was when he called her daydreaming, hey, she, he knew exactly what she was daydreaming about. Uh -huh. Mara had to grab that counter like, whoop, hold on. Yeah, they were, it was, it was like a grown up story. It was a not playing games type of story. It was like, Nope, I'm I'm here for you. I love you. I've always loved you. I still love you, and I want you back. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Point blank. Period. Yeah, that's like, and I love it. Second chance encounter because we don't see you know 
obviously we would love to see somebody groveling for chapters and chapters and slowly winning the heart back. But it's like, no, she knows she wants to be with this person. She just couldn't mm -hmm. get away. And now he's here. Yep. Like, problem fixed. <laughs> Let's do this. And, and the fact and that he said that, too. you know, this can happen again. I can be moved again. Mm -hmm. So I like, you know, he put out, he put on the line everything and okay. And you know what I loved about that though, is that even though they're kind of still in a certain situation where, okay, yeah, he's back, but he could mm -hmm. potentially be gone again. What I love about it though, is that it, which was brilliant. She stayed to establish herself. So now she's established. Mm -hmm. It's a little yep. bit easier to, if you want to go, you know, to say, okay, well, I have this established business. Maybe mm -hmm. I can, you know, have hire like people a and, yeah. hire, hire people yep. and start on, you know, like just on. That's what I was thinking. The mm -hmm. smaller, you know, business open a over second there. location. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. She can, she can do that now, and it's like now that she's established herself here, she has more of that type of freedom. So even if that does occur. It's a different, she's in a different space and place uh -huh. with, her uh -huh. and with her mindset than she was before because now she knows how to do this and she has the backing uh -huh. and she's established her own financial, you know, gain through uh -huh. this. So I love that, but I do love that he was still very honest with her about, you know, hey, yes. you know, yeah. and he, but he was like, yeah, but regardless, <laughs> <it's wild laughs> like, yeah. I'm back though for right mm -hmm. now. I'm back for right now, now. This, we we it we it yeah. Here, so here. are you a baker? You I'm not a baker. Well, I I mean I could follow a box. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, like, that's something I can't do. I, I'm, I'm good on the first scratch, but I can. I, can. I made a, a no bake cheesecake. And I was very proud of myself. And I actually, I need to go get the stuff to make it. My daughter, I was like, you got me in here being um Susie homemaker, and I don't like this. <laughs> But it was yeah. so good. It was so I'm good. Not a baker. But yeah, I'm not a baker. The only thing I've ever baked is my grandmother's sweet potato um, pie recipe. Mm. Um, because she passed it along and I wanted to like just do it at least once for mm -hmm. myself. To make sure you and, yeah. Yes, and I was like, I did it and I had it. But baby, let me tell you, kudos to my grandma because uh, <laughs> that's a lot of work. Yeah. About some, <laughs> some mixing and stirring and what because she knows that she taught us how to do it where there's no strings like in the potatoes. Mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, listen to him. Um, if I can't get nothing else, I'd be like, Lord, if you can send my grandma back there and do this for me because I don't want to <laughs> do this no more. I don't you thinking you got them all out and then you lift the, the beater up and they still hanging like God please. He's like, I don't want to do this no more. And it but it actually it turned out well. It's just like we, when I say it's like it's a lot of work. So mm -hmm. kudos to bakers. Kudos, kudos yeah. to Like exactly. <laughs> kudos for sure. For sure. Kudos to the yeah. bakers, cause that is not a life and look, and since I'm being all late with this, let me go ahead, y'all, and show y'all the book again for two
and we are talking about Hail Mary. This is oh. the cutest cover ever. Like the pan, and then you see the plays. Oh, I loved it. I was like, this is so yes. cute. Yeah. Oh, let me show that again because you just yeah. said it, and I took it off real fast. I'm going to put it back up. <laughs> yeah, so you can see her like rolling out the flower, and inside the flower is the plays. Now I'm blind. Yep. Okay. Well, so I thought that's what I saw, but yeah, I love that. Yeah, because I definitely it's the creativity for me. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like I said, I gotta give big credit to my cover designer because I was ready to send her a picture of like just a man holding a cupcake or you know something simple. And she was like, "Oh, what if we did the play but in flower, like the actual Hail Mary play?" And I'm just like, oh, "Like my brain just don't work like that." But I'm glad yours does because it's yeah. yes. <laughs> like it makes that work out. Perfect. She said it. And so she's like, okay, let me like do some Photoshop and, and see if I can make this work. And she sent it to me and I was like, oh my God, this is brilliant. So yes. Oh, Shout out to the cover design because you did your thing on that one. Yes. She did. She did. She did her thing. I love it. She, she did her absolute thing. And I absolutely love it. I love all the covers as well. Mm -hmm. um, this is just a phenomenal series. And you yes. should be amped up. For love and for football. So before we get up out of here, I want to ask. So what are you doing for Super Bowl Sunday, Miss Alexandra? Uh, I I just bought some wings today, so those will definitely be getting cooked. <laughs> um, the yeah, I mean, I don't. I, we probably won't have like a big Super Bowl party, but we'll definitely be eating. So I'll find another one of them store desserts and. <laughs> And get my wings and get some rolls and, and make it do what it do. So yeah. Listen, you got go. First of all, I'm gonna need you to go find some peach cobbler cupcakes. And have <laughs> some food it came from um my sister's baby shower. This was in like 2019, but the lady that was one of her flavors, and I was just like, I would never think to do this, but Me either. now that I'm tasting it, like it makes so much sense. So yeah. I don't even I don't I'm not a pie eater. I don't eat pie. At all, you know, it's me neither. But mm -mm. I, I love, <laughs> I love pie. well, I love soup set pie. Let me just back that up. I love soup set pie, but I'm more if we're gonna talk about as far as sweets and stuff, I would be more like of a cake eater because I like more variety of cakes than I like mm -hmm. pie. Like, mm -hmm. I literally only like soup set of pie. Yeah, yeah. you uh, like a yeah. pie. You don't like pie. Like, you like a I pie. Like pie. <laughs> yeah, like right. Cake, I don't like pies. I like cakes, but I don't like pie. So that is definitely, you know, one of my treats. But for me, um, for Super Bowl Sunday, because <laughs> I'm definitely not going for the I'm just watching it for the commercials and for us. And for, I'm about to say just um, the commercials and I'm sure. Well, I will say this. I, I am rooting for the Chiefs for, for my friend. Her godson plays for the Chiefs. And so Jalen Watson, we're gonna be rooting for you. He's from the hometown. So I'm right, I'm rooting for him. You know, I am so super proud of him. Um, because he's doing so, so well. He was a seventh round draft pick, but he is going for Super Bowl ring number two. And he gets a whole lot of playing time. So that's right. That's so good. Yes. Oh, I'm happy for him. So definitely we'll be going for the Chiefs. Even though that's not my team. Mm -hmm. I, like I that said, I, really, yeah. <laughs> I am going to root for the players. And so I, uh, and I just want 
I want to root for Patrick Mahomes' daddy. Because let me tell you something. <laughs> his daddy, man, if anybody can make me love the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> his daddy. His daddy is, I love his dad. You know what? I so, would say his dad was the biggest surprise. Like, I was just yeah. not expecting his daddy to look like that, to act like that, yeah. to talk like that, to, <laughs> like, he was just the biggest, Listen. like, a good, in a good way. He was just the biggest, like. Okay, now I'm going to have to look him up because I haven't <laughs> seen him. I know you said a lot. Look, I, I, I hate to be this frank, but Pat, look, Patrick Mahomes' daddy made, brought Patrick Mahomes back home to us. <laughs> Like let, me, let me let me go ahead and look at this man real quick. And I was just like, like, oh, you have a black dad. Like you got a, a black, you got, you got a, a black, black daddy. Yeah. daddy. <laughs> you got a legit black yes. daddy. Yes. Like he ain't, you know, like waterline or you know, mm-hmm. he he mm-hmm. legit black. Like mm-hmm. this homeboy from the hood black. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he got out of jail from his DUI that he just had. Um but, oh yeah, two days ago I see that. Yeah, his dad black black. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. His dad was a professional. Wasn't his dad a professional baseball player? Mm-hmm. 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 He was. So yeah, daddy, daddy got look in running the family. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm like you. I was totally shocked. I was just blown away. Yeah. Like, I just, I just, I don't know what I had in my mind, but I was just like, whoa. It, it wasn't that. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Didn't expect that at all. It wasn't that. So, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had to look him up. I ain't never seen. I seen the mama, but I ain't never seen him. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. We wasn't expecting that. <laughs> but so, Alexander, tell us, like, what? Where can everybody book? How can they reach you? And what? Where are you gonna be in 2024? <laughs> Okay, so finding my books, I would always just start at my website. Actually, it's alexandra.com. There you can find links to everything, all the ebooks, all the audiobooks, all the samples you want, all of that. Um, but all my books are available for purchase on Amazon. I think paperbacks are also available at Barnes and Noble. Um, and then just some like scattered bookstores, like smaller bookstores. Uh, so if you're in the Houston area, I would suggest you go to the Book Readers Venue. It is a Black-owned bookstore. And they mm-hmm. have not just my books, but a great selection of indie romance, indie Black romance specifically. Um, so yeah, that's my books. I'm on social media every everywhere. Like I said, if you go to my website, you'll find the list of that because I don't want to bore y'all giving y'all all the different screen names that you gotta follow. <laughs> like that's just too much. Uh, but you can definitely find links to everything there. And then uh, where I'll be this year, I will be in Nashville in July for One Love Reunion. It is the 10th anniversary of One Love Reunion, hosted by AC Arthur, and it is a weekend event. Um, So we'll be there for a few days. It's such a good time. We did it. I was there in 20, I had to be 2021, maybe, when we were in Orlando, and AC puts together a great event. There's panels and parties and all these different things. So check that out. And then I also will be in Dallas in September for me and my romance friends, which is hosted by Gray Huffington. Uh, there is a wonderful lineup of authors and that's a weekend event. Mm-hmm. Also. Um, so I think you can visit the me and my romance friends website to find out more information on that. All right. Awesome. Well, Crystal, let us know where we can reach you. Um, You can reach me on Instagram at Books and Soul One and on Facebook. Yeah, Facebook and TikTok at Books and Soul. I can't remember my um, Twitter password. <laughs> and then 
You know, I need to stay off of Twitter because you know I seem to get in trouble over there. So, uh oh, uh oh. <laughs> yeah. I ain't got time. Uh, the foolishness. I ain't got time for it. Mm -mm. Let me see something. I had been on Twitter so many months. You know, we'll say I don't have one. <laughs> me, yeah. I, I can't remember the password. Stay away. It's a trap. <laughs> it definitely <laughs> is. Listen, I let Elon have whatever he wanted to be. X. Well, you guys, y'all know y'all can find me on Facebook. Well, actually, all social media, but I am only really truly active on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as author untamed. So that's where I am. Um, Listen, I'm trying to think, am I anywhere else? No, those are the main three. <laughs> those are the main three that you'll find me. Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Maybe YouTube every now and again, but <laughs> not, so, not so much, not so much. And of course, please make sure that you follow the podcast at Get Caught Up Podcast on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. And we do have a Facebook group, Get Caught Up Author Podcast where we just have a whole lot of fun and share, you know, our interviews, um, all of the things. The Writer Wednesdays is just a whole bunch of fun. And coming up, we will have an author interview with author Shakira Thompson that is coming up on February the 21st. And February, we also have our Narrator of the Month. We are doing Book of the Month and Narrator of the Month every month this year. So, Pray for us and pray for you. <laughs> yes, because <laughs> these interviews are huge. And our February narrator of the month is Sean Crisden. I cannot Ooh. wait to talk to him. Yes. yes. I'm excited. I'm so excited to talk to And she calls himself the voice of reason. Yeah, <laughs> I love to hear him talk. He has done some phenomenal, like oh, a plethora of books. His, mm -hmm. his catalog is massive. So mm -hmm. Definitely make sure you tune in February the 29th for that. We are also interviewing for Book of the Month, Miss John Vosser with Ignite. So please make sure you tune in February 27th for that. That will be live. We're going to discuss that book um, for. That is our Black History themed uh, book. So we do it all. We've got Love and Football. We got Black History Month. We got Narrative Month with Cupid Kristen. <laughs> Just keep it coming. Just keep it coming. We got it all coming in. So definitely, definitely, definitely. And please, 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 if you have some poetry that you would like to submit, we're doing a 14 days of poetry. So for the first 14 days of February, we do have some slots still left. If you want to submit a poem, uh, we will advertise on our social media pages. Please submit that through our Gmail account and get caught up podcast one at gmail.com. We'll definitely make sure we highlight it. If you want your picture, you can see your picture or your logo in. We'll put a nice little graphic to it and just share. We Poetry is my first love. It's Christmas love. So definitely wanted to get into that. So like I said, yeah. we got a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, I got a lot going on. I'm sitting there like, whoo. Yes. Y'all working. But we love it. We appreciate it as authors. <laughs> we appreciate it. I know the narrators and everybody else appreciate it too. But as authors, I can speak for the authors and say we appreciate having spaces like this to come on to chat with y'all, have some, you know, have some fun with y'all, but also, you know, promote ourselves and our books. So Thank you. Thank you. This is so much fun. Like for real, this is always a good time. 
No, it, always. It's, a treat, it's a treat for us too it really is so thank you <laughs> you're welcome i enjoy it I, I, I absolutely i wanted a space and i say this completely all the time it's like when the first started is oh my gosh five years ago now yeah we're in season five so five years ago it was because we didn't have spaces where we feel like readily be and so this has like doubly blessed me because I get to meet so many amazing authors and so many amazing people in the literary community, but also provide a space and a place where y'all are free to come on mm-hmm. and just promote mm-hmm. yourselves and promote your books. And so I love it. And I love that the listeners here look far and wide. Uh, <laughs> tune in. We are in 45 countries. I know that's right. Yeah. I'm really excited about that. The international listen, international people be uh they be tuned in. Okay. Oh, they they definitely do. Yeah, no, that's I love it. I love it. I love getting their emails um into us about the show and messages and they they look they saying so I appreciate it. Hey, from Russia to what do I said that other day? Russia and Lithuania and all kinds of places. You had somebody in what Cape Town, somewhere in Africa. Mm-hmm. That's yep. so, the power I of the internet, it. man. The power of the internet. I know. The, <laughs> the reach. It reaches. Look, yes. It reaches, reaches far and wide. So mm-hmm. I love that for you guys because y'all are getting introduced to audiences in places that you know we don't even think about you know we don't get right. sometimes so mm-hmm. i love it i love it for you guys i love it for us so definitely you know um we shall continue on we'll keep on keep on keeping on and hopefully look crystal will speak this revolt with somebody in so it's gonna be still like you know, i've been saying revolt yeah. like all these other little tv people like kiki palmer pick yeah. us up you yeah. narrated some books. Come on, she Kiki. Come get her. She, she narrated did. some books. So come yeah, on well, over. She's written some. She's written some. You know, maybe. Yeah. Like, you know, ghost written, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her name on it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Swing our way, Kiki. You know, we'll be grateful for We sure would. <laughs> Just don't censor me too much now. <laughs> Listen, she said that we get over there with her. She said, now, now y'all about to get these FCC regulations. I don't I'm like, why am I like, y'all might as well get the beeps ready. <laughs> Listen, they can be like, we can't even understand it, but we know what y'all talking about. Get the beeps ready. Get the beats ready for us, honey. So mm-hmm. absolutely. But also make sure that you are also subscribing to the podcast on Apple, Spotify. Um, can't, I was about to say Google. Google is going away. So if you are subscribed on Google, subscribe somewhere else because Google decided to shut down their podcast and say. But we're also like on Audible. I know we're on Audible of Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. So you definitely can subscribe for any one of those places um, or anywhere that you listen to podcasts because we do have our SS feed. <laughs> That's there good. you go. So anywhere you listen to it, just go ahead and sign up. But uh, again, 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 did I get everybody out? Yeah, I talked about the music. Look, I'm trying to make sure I got, you got everybody. everybody. You got everything. February is humping. <laughs> it is humping month. February is February. Yes. 
I love that for you. And, and, and pun intended. <laughs> Thank I you. February was a humping month. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> literally. Literally. Very on brand. Yeah. Very on brand. Yep. Mm-hmm. 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 Yes, but awesome. it has been a lovely time with you. Thank you so much for coming on Thank with us and, and talking about fine. Can't Catch Me and Hail Mary and Kindle Dog Woods. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All we worried about is Snoop and Shake. Snoop and Shake. <laughs> Yep, Snoop, mm, mm, mm. Kendall Snoop Dogwood. If you ain't read nothing, you better pick him up. I'll jump in her DM and say some foolery in a minute. Good night.